like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy, and you're listening to another BDSM United podcast. Every journey begins with a single step. If you're taking your first step into the world of BDSM, just if you're curious and want to try, if you're curious about what any of this is about, perhaps you're one of those people that is saying to yourself right now, I have absolutely no idea about anything to do with this BDSM stuff. Well, here's an introduction designed just for you. BDSM derives from a combination of the letters B and D for bondage and discipline. And the letters letters S and M were sadism and masochism. The S and the M typically involve pain and or humiliation. But really it's an umbrella for every type of kinky play. The letters B and D, which stand for bondage and discipline, stand for more than just the kinks themselves of binding someone up or punishing them. It also includes all of the protocols, all of the structure of power exchange relationships, which we'll talk about a little bit more in just a moment. Fairly recently, people noticed that the letters in the D and S in the middle can stand for dominance and submission. So those letters are now oftentimes incorporated into the overall explanation of the acronym. But really, the D and the S, this later sub, this later addition is really unnecessary because all of the stuff about the dominance and submission are covered in the B and the D. For some, BDSM is about authority-based relationships, about the giving or the receiving of service that may or may not be sexual. For others, BDSM is about intensifying their sexual relations. For still others, BDSM is about losing themselves temporarily in intense sensations or unusual psychological states even spiritual ones resulting from bondage or pain play. Of course, there are also the edgy few who are drawn to uh, pain-centered S&M practices simply because they're so taboo within mainstream culture, like moths to flames, as it were. Because this can be a risky path to walk, those of us who've been living this way for a while try to get newcomers to slow down. 
take your time, we say. Go to classes. Find a mentor. Don't get hooked up with the first dominant or submissive that wants to have a relationship with you. In my experience, though, hormones and or the excitement of new things or, or the new relationship energy take over early in a relationship and newcomers oftentimes ignore this advice. They jump into the ocean and it can cause you to get your feelings hurt. You can get your body hurt as well. At the worst, you can become psychologically damaged. Take small steps and master one step before you move forward to the next step. That's how a journey takes place. You not only have your own well-being to consider, you also have the well-being of the person that you're playing with or the person that you're embarking in a relationship with. So the first step is to find out enough about yourself to identify what you're interested in. You can ask, do you have specific fantasies or fetishes that you want to fulfill? In what roles or identities do you see yourself? Do you want to experience intense physical sensations or would you rather give those types of sensations to others? Do you want to serve others or would you rather be served yourself? Now you can pick and choose. Oftentimes you can mix and match. You can combine until the cows come home. You can participate actively in different aspects of BDSM, whether or not you know what, whether you were a dominant person or a submissive person or whether or not you even like physical SM activities. Perhaps at this point, maybe you just like to watch. You may also play in this pond with or without sexual interaction. While sex is assumed by many, sex is most certainly not assumed by others. So what a surprise. BDSM is a culture. And it will be just as challenging to become comfortable here as it would be if you moved abroad to a different country. Similarly, you'll adapt more easily to some aspects of BDSM culture than others. Overall, though, the world of BDSM is about communication. You have to talk about what you intend to do to somebody, and that person has to agree that they think what you're planning on doing to them is a good idea. This is called negotiation. It's considered highly unethical for someone to do something to someone else in a play scene that has not been pre-negotiated. Reputations can be lost, even if they've been partners for years. So a hallmark of BDSM is consent. And consent is an agreement to participate in any BDSM activity. Before being sexual or doing BDSM with someone, you need to know if they want to be involved with you too. It's also important to be honest with your partner 
about what you want and what you don't want. Consenting and asking for consent are all about setting your personal boundaries and respecting those of your partner and checking in if things aren't clear. Both people must agree to it every single time for it to be consensual. So we often like to say that consent is like fries. That's an acronym, F-R-I-E-S. Consent is freely given. Consenting is a choice you make without pressure, manipulation, or under the influence of a substance that is impairing you. Consent is reversible. Anyone can change their mind about what they feel like doing at any time, even if you've done it before, and even if you're both in the middle of a play scene. Consent is informed. You can only consent to something if you have the full story. For example, if someone says they'll use a condom and then they don't, that's an example of a lack of consent. And consent is enthusiastic. When it comes to any type of play, you should only do stuff that you want to do, not things that you feel that you're expected to do. Lastly, consent is specific. Saying yes to one thing doesn't mean that you say yes to other things. There's anything that is outside of consent or anyone or anything that is not able to consent falls outside of the scope of BDSM. The age of sexual consent is how old a person needs to be in order to be considered legally capable of consenting. This is why all BDSM is for adults. BDSM, it represents a continuum of practices and expressions, both erotic and non-erotic. It is an acronym for bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. But as we said earlier, it is in a culture. It's a lifestyle. Dominant and submissive. Oftentimes called a dom and a sub or a D-type and an S-type. They're terms that relate to behaviors linked to personality traits. You could easily substitute the terms leader and follower. Ultimately, within BDSM, they are identities. Dom and Dame, which is spelled D-O-M-M-E. They're the shorthand male or masculine and feminine version of the word dominant. Certainly, uh, a Dom can be of either gender. And when the topic specifically concerns of female representing dominant, oftentimes we use the term Dame. There's a common website that we talk about called FetLife, uh, or FET as it's called. It's a go-to source for a lot of different things these days. It's a really popular 
site that is similar to a Facebook, but for kinky people. There are discussion groups about a lot of different topics. Uh, and there's an, an extensive worldwide event listing by city. We speak about things called hard and soft limits. A hard limit is something that you won't do during a scene. A soft limit is something you're kind of on the fence on. You may like it, you may not, but you, under certain circumstances, you may be willing to give it a try. Oftentimes, a soft limit deals with the, not just a certain circumstance, but with a certain person or type of person, you may be willing to give it a try. It may be something that you didn't like in the, you tried and didn't like in the past with one person, but it may just have been that person that did it with you. And a different person may do it differently. That's considered a soft limit. We use the word kinky, and this is a slang for people who are uh, enjoy adventuresome sex or adventuresome types of play. Uh, it's oftentimes a euphemism for BDSM. Uh, kink and sex are different things, but sometimes, oftentimes, people will use kinky and sexual things uh, kind of to mean the same thing. Sometimes people will talk about leather or a leather man or leather sex. Leather sex, sorry. The leather subculture is one of many facets of semi-organized alternative sexuality. In recent decades, the leather community has almost come to be viewed as a subset of BDSM culture. Sometimes you may hear the terms master and slave. These are usually applied to a relationship structure where the subordinate person, the slave, has surrendered authority over themselves and pledged to serve and to obey the dominant partner, the master, who now exerts total control and offers total protection for this person. So it's not just about someone controlling every area of your life, but also being you know, having total responsibility for your life if you were the subordinate slave. We use the term sometimes called a munch. Munches are intended to be non-threatening social gatherings. They're a good way to learn about the lifestyle in, in real life, in person, uh, attending a munch. It's an event. It's a non-threatening social gathering, often held in a, a space with food, like a restaurant or a bar, to help those who are curious about BDSM meet others who may be able to help them become more comfortable and better informed. Munches can also be a space or a place to get advice about BDSM experiences that you've had. We use the word negotiating or negotiations. 
This is the process of determining what will and will not go on in a play scene or in a relationship. And as some people consider the scene to start with negotiations, this is a time, not a time to be interrupted. So if you see somebody negotiating, it's not a good time to go ask them questions. It's a, a it's a necessary time before a scene. Uh, if you're at an event and it's and negotiations are taking place, um, you may hear the phrase "old guard." It's a term to describe uh, a time in history. Um, the people in our BDSM history often really didn't call themselves old guard, but it's a it's a phrase that we use to describe them. Some of the echoes of their rules of protocol, inclusion, and exclusion can be seen in today's BDSM. We like to look to our history to help define the things that we're doing to by what the things they did so that we uh, respect our traditions. Um, you may hear terms like power exchange or authority exchange. These are relationships. It's where one person is clearly the leader and the other is clearly the subordinate. These can be, be have different identities like dominant and submissive, caregiver and little, master and slave. Sometimes you might even hear the phrase TPE or total power exchange. They're all different types of relationship structures. Uh, you may hear the word sadism. It's a condition in which sexual or kink gratification depends on the causing of pleasurable pain or degrading to others. You may hear us talk about S and M, which is sadomasochism, uh, which is sadism and masochism, and it is the expression of the giving or receiving of pleasurable pain or degrading or humiliation or kink play. We may you may hear that we us talk about play scenes, and these are activities between two or more people of any gender that involve the giving and receiving of sensations. Uh, and a scene uh, has a start and an end. Uh, a scene uh, is different from a relationship in that a scene lasts for a specific period of time and then it ends. Sometimes the identities or roles that people play within a scene are different than who they are in everyday life. You may hear a, the term safe, sane, and consensual. It was a slogan that was used to summarize the, the conditions that most people consider acceptable for the type of play that we do within BDSM. Uh, some people use other acronyms other than safe, sane, and consensual, but um, that 
was really born with the birth of the internet. Uh, there are things like safe calls, or safe words. A safe call is a procedure used when meeting someone for the first time, someone that you don't know well. It's a way to do that safely. It ensures that someone else not on the date or at the scene knows what you're doing, where you're doing it, and knows that you're safe. Safety also takes the form of safe words. These are words that people in play scenes use in order to keep things safe, sane, and consensual. An example of safe words that are sometimes used are the stoplight. Uh, green, the scene is going well. Continue what you're doing. Yellow, keep doing what you're doing, but ease up a little on the intensity. Red. We need to stop the scene now. Maybe not forever, but we need to stop. We need to figure out what's going on before anything continues. Sometimes you'll hear the word switch used. A switch is uh, someone who's willing to take up a leadership or a subordinate role in a relationship depending on the chemistry or the connection with that particular partner. And then in a different relationship, either uh, either at the same time as the relationship they're in or in a different relationship once that relationship they're in ends, may take up a leadership or subordinate role in that relationship, depending on the chemistry of that relationship. So it's someone who's not always a dominant person in every relationship they're in, and it's somebody, or sometimes they may be a submissive person in one of the relationships that they're in. Uh, sometimes you may hear the terms top and bottom. Um, these are terms that we use within play scenes, it describes specific roles. It's different than dominant and submissive because a top is someone who is doing an action to someone in a play scene, and the bottom is someone who is receiving or having something done to them. You may hear the word vanilla. This is a term used by those who practice BDSM for those who don't practice BDSM or activities that are outside the scope of BDSM, it's not a it's not an insulting term. It's simply a description. Typical uses are like vanilla sex or vanilla relationship. It means something that is plain, something that is normative, something that is not taboo in any way, something that is not inherently kinky. So hopefully these different definitions and the words that we had to talk about with the hallmark being consent and what BDSM means and uh, just is a good introduction for you. Hopefully that gives you an idea of what it means when someone is talking about BDSM.
And now you're informed. And remember, it's a culture. And it'll be challenging to become comfortable within this culture. Just as if you were to enter, uh, move abroad and enter uh, a different culture. It's a lifestyle. And uh, you, there may be parts of the lifestyle that you'll adapt more easily to. And some aspects of BDSM may be more problematic for you. It's perfectly okay. You, if you're looking uh, to understand BDSM, you're on a journey. So thank you for taking this first step to hear about it from us, from BDSM United Podcast. I'm the host, Primal Piggy. You can find all of our resources and often a lot of resources that you may need if you want to further investigate BDSM, the culture and the lifestyle, and some of the play involved as well. You can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy talking with you today. Thank you for taking these first steps in your journey. And uh, I will talk with you again more soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.